0: Michael Haller.
1: So, um, Michael, what's new in your uh, life in your existence?
0: Well, uh, I heard
1: you got fired from your job.
0: Yes, I got fired from my. No, um, things have calmed down over this past week. Have they? Uh Yes, I, you been I believe the. Building? the uh, well, in the in the area, especially Midtown Manhattan, everyone's kind of. I guess you could say over the
1: Winter is coming Winter is here like, There I is a, say, uh... I woke up this morning fucking freezing cold Yeah, I had they're... my window open last night cause It was a little bit chilly out last night So I was like fuck it I don't need the AC So I just left the window open And I woke up with icicles hanging off my nipples
0: <laughs> You had to get those surgically removed today If I'm aware Well I
1: kept them um, as a decorative ornament I think they look good it's strange because they point straight out in the general direction of my nipple as opposed to going with gravity and like pointing downward, but uh you know <laughs> I can't transition like this, into anything from it's that like that Madonna video <laughs> um uh, so you know what, what what's been going on this week there's been, god there's fucking rough news this week. what's that um i was, I did, was it, someone it, else
0: strangled or shot?
1: You didn't hear about the thing in Colorado? No, not Colorado, Oregon. No, what happened? Uh, Another fucking school shooting. Really? Yeah, ten people. Actually, I kind of wanted to talk about it. Uh, It's not really the appropriate venue, so we won't get into it um, terribly long. But there was a person that came out of this story. Uh, The shooter's name, I didn't bother to learn it, and I'm not going to. Um, And even if I did know it, I wouldn't say it on here. Because that's kind of the behavior that, you know, those people are looking for. Um, There was a man by the name of Christopher Mintz, however. Mintz Bloss? That's what everybody's saying. He actually released a statement saying something. Who charged the uh, shooter. Um, He was an army veteran. uh, And he still is. He did not die, uh, fortunately. Um, He was shot six times in an effort to, you know, save other people from this fucking animal but uh he did it all on his son's fucking birthday. Um, right now there's a GoFundMe campaign for him. I'll put like a web uh a thing on the website if you want to donate to that, but I just wanted to mention him and say, uh, let's remember this guy's name and not the other fucking asshole. Uh who did this. But uh anyway. That's my piece. I've spoken my piece it's about that. I just you know, this and this this comes fucking fresh off the heels of another, you know, major shooting. Two actually, one uh those the reporters were murdered on camera uh by another you know deranged individual who had easy access to weaponry and probably not enough access to mental health care um which in itself came several months after another fucking massive shooting in South Carolina at a church and I just you know it it really it's bother it it it's been bugging me lately because I feel like this is happening constantly.
0: It is, and it's it's not just you. I mean, looking at the cultural sphere of which we have, we live in an environment, I mean, the United States in particular, that it's very divisive, people's opinions. People have a very straight opinion on this matter, and it's really baffling to see how everyone bands together and says, this person shouldn't have had access to guns, this person shouldn't have done this, you know, how could a tragedy like this befall everyone? And it's usually the opportunities that politicians can ideally take to at least put in some semblance of control.
1: I like what, I, I like what Obama said um, in the last couple of days. I, I'm really starting to dig this like lamb duck Obama, who's got nothing to lose at this point, because now he's just saying whatever. Um, he said, <laughs> you know, you look, your prayers are nice, but that's not enough. We need to do something about this. Congress needs to do something about this. Because in this man's tenure as president, and, you know, we're both young people, under 30 years old And this has happened in my lifetime More times than I could fucking remember Literally
0: It's, it's happened in the past year More times than anyone would like to acknowledge
1: Yeah And I, I just feel like Every time this happens it's Nothing always, ever gets done It's
0: always We'll hold a candlelight vigil Yeah
1: we'll, we'll talk about it Then, you know, fucking Something Some celebrity will do some stupid shit in the news And then it's, it's over
0: I mean, the whole thing about it is every time you hear about something tragic like this occurring, it's always, this is it. This is the last straw. This is, this is the needle in the haystack. This is the one factor compounded upon many mm-hmm. that will finally spark change, and it never does. No. And it's quite astounding to see how many people are so adamant about gun laws. Not even, it's okay if you want to have guns in that regard. But to not limit that access in any capacity is astounding to me.
1: It's amazing. It it, is.
0: It's not that they don't want to have any semblance of control. It's that they want to have full, absolute control. It's like, you know when comics say either everything's funny or nothing's funny? Uh It's the perspective they're taking with gun control. Either don't make any restrictions... Or don't have them at all, and in a lot of people's minds, that's one and the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you place any type of limits or
1: restrictions on anything,
0: it the, the argument immediately comes: the government's trying to take
1: over; they're going to take our guns. And well, those people—that is their song and dance. Yeah, not even around big tragedies. That is their fucking thing. It's just that, th- and you know what? I for years I've been. Um, I wouldn't say a proponent of relaxed gun control, but I, I do kind of take a nuanced stance in as much as, yes, if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns, but it's gotten to the point, dude. I, I just don't see why. And here's the thing. People, they want, they want to carry weapons in self-defense. They want to have their weapons in their house in and, and self-defense. There's not a statistic in the world that says that you're better off um, in an emergency situation uh, if you are armed. Now, they've done studies. They've, they've done um, actual practical scenarios in which um, people, they, they armed people with, uh, you know, replica guns and put them in a situation where they would have to react. Um, I believe it was, uh, it was a college campus. It was at Yale, I think it was. Um, gave uh, some of the students, they had a control group, where they gave you know, these weapons to people who had no experience whatsoever. Then they also gave them to people who had logged hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours at shooting ranges, been in all kinds of tactical situations, and then put them in a, a scenario in which they would be taken by surprise and they see, would see how they react. Um, one, I, I believe it was 100% of the time they did not react uh, in, a, in any way that would have saved them. It was like a, kind of a, I guess it was like a pellet gun, a paintball gun. They said, yeah, they still got shot. When somebody takes you by surprise, I don't care if you have a gun. Um. Unless you are fucking military-trained, police-grade trained to handle that type of situation, you're not that much better off. It's just the numbers fucking show it.
0: And I mean, you made that argument earlier about if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. No. Now, this is always an interesting argument to me, because... Look at a country like Australia. Now, yeah. they outlawed guns, what, 13 years ago? Something like that? long ago, yeah. Yeah. And in the time since, there's been no mass shootings
1: whatsoever at all. Well, that's the thing, and I think that this is where the, the discussion needs to um, have some nuance, is there's a difference between regular old shootings and mass shootings. The kind of legislation that people need, that I'm thinking about right now, is just the, the mass shootings. Like, yes, you're going to have fucking gangsters in the fucking hood shooting each other the, the people will always find it but right
0: but limiting that access to it immediately decreases the chance of it happening to any random person Yes. i mean you think about the police like their whole war on drugs now in the past couple of years more drugs have since been allowed you know i mean you have colorado that has marijuana things like that mm-hmm. and you look at the statistics it's like oh now that there are less you know restrictions upon drugs there are less drug related crimes right Well, no shit. You're immediately allowing certain things and all the crimes that would have been perpetrated by those people are now legal. So it's kind of a a no-brainer issue in regards to certain things. And especially with gun control, I mean, seeing the fact that there's always going to be that minority of people that always... I'm not using minority in terms of ethnicity. I'm using it in terms of...
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Uh, a smaller amount of people.
0: Yeah. There's always going to be that minority of people that get guns no matter what however if you greatly reduce that chance of people getting laws just or people getting guns in general it reduces the chance that you know people will end up just shooting each other you'll probably increase the uh the casual or you'll probably decrease the casualty rate in florida i mean how many florida stories have you heard of someone fucking shooting themselves in the face while taking a selfie
1: happens um Uh, Florida has a lot of gun crime in general, and they also have very, very relaxed uh, gun control policies. Uh, New York has, you know, virtually no access to concealed carry permits. There are people like Howard Stern and Robert De Niro that have them for some reason, and I don't know how they get them. But overall, um, gun crime here is significantly less than it is in other major cities. Um, You could point to places like Chicago, which also has tight gun control. It also has a lot of problems with violence. But, you know, this is... It's a multi-layered problem. And I think that, really... The idea that we're going to get rid of the guns is just never going to happen in this country. It's built into the Constitution. In order to have a constitutional amendment, you have to have two-thirds of the Congress agree. And to have two-thirds of the Congress agree on any fucking thing let alone something that is as hot-button as the gun control debate. Um, it's just not going to happen. However, something needs to be done about access to mental health for these... health care for these people. It, 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 you need to have mental health screenings to buy a fucking gun. I'd like, the fact that that's not a thing astounds me.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are certain things, too, where, like, you can purchase a firearm at Walmart, or even, there have been certain promotions that you'll see, like, at a bank, where if you sign up for a checking account in the Midwest, they'll give you a gun. Yeah. Right there. It's, it's, it, there's no, there's no holding period, there's no wait time, there's no any chance of screening these individuals. Right. It's just, oh, you have $150? Well, here you go.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um, I, I just, the fact that, it's insanity to me. That uh, Because this guy purchased all of his weapons legally. Um, Looking at uh, the Aurora, Colorado shootings of the Dark Knight. He purchased all of his weapons legally. Um, Had no issues. And this was a person with a history of mental health problems. Um, Called a fucking shooting range in character as the Joker... And the guy at the other end said, "Yeah, this guy's fucking crazy," but what became of that? Absolutely nothing. And he was able to to you know murder dozens of innocent people. And I just think there needs to be something that is done in this country. I I just the fact that this is happening so fucking often. This Congress, especially the legislatures right now, they I, I feel ashamed. I I honestly feel ashamed, because this Congress, the vast majority of them, were in office during Sandy Hook, when 20 elementary school children were slaughtered like animals. And nothing came of it. There were prayers, there were candlelight vigils, but was any legislation passed? Not to my knowledge. Um... And if that doesn't do it, what the fuck is gonna do it?
0: I think one of these days it's just gonna take someone, and I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet. Someone going into Congress with a legally purchased weapon yeah. and committing a mass shooting there. Right. Maybe, maybe if you take down Congress, if maybe, if maybe if enough people are killed to where that two thirds is reachable.
1: Right. Um, not even saying killed, but like in in a, in a sane society, they would be they would be taken out of office because this is absurd. Um, it's just, we are the, they like to tell us that we are the greatest country in the world. Well, if you want to fucking earn, you earn that title, all right? You don't, these people, I, I don't even know what to say. It's just incompetence, and it's fucking cowardice is what it is. They don't want to take on these NRA fucks. Right, and- These he- people, you know what really got to me, um, in the wake of Sandy Hook, uh, sales of the Bushmaster, um, assault rifle that was used in that massacre skyrocketed. Because the NRA told people that this was going to go out, it was going to be illegalized. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Who are you? Who the fuck... Are you that you go out and you buy that weapon in commemoration of the loss of life of 20 children a month before Christmas? What kind of a sick, stupid, redneck fuck does that? Fuck those people. And if you are those people, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck that. God damn it. I just, this country makes me sick sometimes.
0: Yeah, we're seeing an interesting—it almost seems like a regression of society at certain points, especially seeing like the GOP government shut down and how anti-progressive a lot of these people seem to be. Not, not just the fact that they're not liberal or they're not progressive, but the fact that they seem so dedicated to halting progress as a whole mm-hmm. is absolutely repulsive. I mean, there was talks last week, I believe, about them shutting down the government— Again, yeah. Over, uh, over. I think it was last was Planned Parenthood. They wanted to decrease Planned Parenthood. Yeah,
1: they want to get rid of Planned Parenthood because apparently some stupid, God, what is your name? I, I I don't even know. One of the GOP presidential candidates, yeah. Uh, said, oh, they're harvesting baby brains because uh, stupidity is political capital in this right, which was
0: unsupported the allegations that she made had no factual and she
1: referenced a video that doesn't exist yeah she was never this is what really blows my mind though is that the media themselves are not holding these people accountable
0: well and that's the whole issue with um you have a lot of these moderators for panels Mm -hmm. at the gop debate at other debates that are supposed to do that yeah moderate but they don't i mean you should have someone fact-checking something, anything these candidates are saying because mm-hmm. millions... If if you're ever curious, go to a website called I think it's Fact Check um, after a big debate like this and see sure. how much bullshit is spouted mm-hmm. repeatedly oh, by some thing. of these candidates because it, it gets to the point where it is somewhat laughable. And I mean, yes, you'll have candidates like Donald Trump who just seem he's hilariously the, he's, he's the front-runner right
1: now. He's the Republican front-runner. This is like, uh, in intelligence is not a factor. No, it, well, it's 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 a it's a hindrance. If you're actually saying facts, you could be, pretty much guarantee that you're not going to be ahead in the fucking polls, at least in the GOP. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just. I, I really... That, I, I hate aspects of this country. I do. There was even a... I'm not afraid to fucking say it, you know.
0: There was even recently a, a conference held, uh, and there were, the, I believe it was a GOP, and they are questioning the person who was uh, pointed to be in charge of the Planned Parenthood system. And every time they'd ask her a question, she'd start to respond, and literally about half a second after she opens her mouth, they'd be, well, wait, 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 wait a minute, and would not allow her the chance to talk. And it's the most aggravating thing to have to watch someone who is supposed to be really defending themselves, not able to defend themselves because of just the ignorance and pure stupidity. And it's, it's, it's the grown-up equivalent of just sticking your fingers in the air and going, la, 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 I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. And it's shameful that these people are not only elected officials, but these are the people that are leading our – Why
1: not? Anyway, uh, so what's in the nerd news, Michael? What what is something that is not going to make us feel depressed?
0: (laughs) I don't know about not making us feel depressed, but you recently said that you watched the first two episodes of Gotham. Now, you, Mm -hmm. like me, were, well, maybe I more so, were adamantly against the first season.
1: I was ambivalent towards it, but I did not see the entire first season. Um, I saw episodes where I thought they were okay, and I saw episodes where I thought that they were god-awful. Um, never, never at a point
0: where you ever convinced that it was a good show.
1: No, no. But I, I, I never thought that, I, I didn't take your position where I thought it could never be a good show. I'm I'm usually a little bit more optimistic with things like that because it, it takes a while for a series to find its footing. If you look back historically, um, the first season of any show isn't the best season, uh, typically.
0: Yeah, there are some exceptions. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Flash had a very strong first season. Yeah. Which surprised many.
1: Right. But a lot of times. And Flash is a little bit different because it is an overarching story. This, this is like the X-Files where it's sometimes Monster of the Week, sometimes it'll be uh, plot relevant. But it uh, looks like they're changing that now, the first two episodes. were Well,
0: David uh, Creon, I ho- really hope I pronounced his name right. I hope I got his name right, it was the, uh, the showrunner of Constantine recently. Uh-huh. And he was speaking actually to, I want to say, Collider or Insider or something. Or one resource but they were talking about Constantine and how it's now off the air but he was saying when NBC first ordered it they did not want a serialized show yeah. they wanted a monster of the week uh, individual episodes per week but uh, that's not what all the writers that's not what the showrunner initially wanted he said when they initially had the show what they wanted to do was create a very serialized version of Hellblazer that would follow the Hellblazer storyline as fans knew it but that's not what NBC ordered and of course, compounding factors upon many uh, led to the show's eventual cancellation. Right, but um, I mean, it's things like that too. I mean, Constantine, I took, I think it took like three to four episodes before it finally found its footing. You think uh, severely more so um, by the end of the series, they got their footing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I well, I think that yeah, I I think Constantine started strong, all things considered. But it, it it definitely could have gotten it could have been better, um, yeah. given time.
0: Yeah, but but Gotham. So I saw at this point the first two episodes of the second season now, mm-hmm. um, and I've really enjoyed it. I mean, for the first time I can say I think I'm pretty excited to see where this show goes. Yep. And granted, maybe it's just the fact that they had that hiatus to really plan things. Maybe it was just with that first season they were very. Unsure of where to go or what they could do with the series.
1: I think that part of the problem with the first season was it was, what, a 22-episode season? I think 23, uh, yeah. 23. Typically, you know, uh, television dramas now, are there, they seem to be getting shorter. Oh, yeah. There um, was one
0: season of Breaking Bad that was like six episodes.
1: Yeah. So now, contrast this with Gotham, which was 23 episodes. It's a lot to film. Um. So there there was a lot of fluff, and I felt like they didn't really... I felt like sometimes they didn't know what tone they were going for. They were just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. Because sometimes you would get, you know, really heavy drama. Sometimes you would get Balloon Man. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was... You said that it was a more of an episode-by-episode episode basis for you, but for me, I felt like there were certain scenes that mm-hmm. just contradicted tone from, you know, and it, it felt really jarring to me having one scene that was very Nolan-esque and then immediately jumping into Adam West.
1: Yeah, it, it was strange. Now, I don't know where I would classify these uh, these two episodes in terms of tone because it's certainly not Nolan.
0: But it's consistent.
1: Yes, it's very consistent. Um, It's not Nolan, but it's not uh, Joel Schumacher either. It's somewhere in between, and I think it's closer in tone to what... I like in a Batman show. Now, sometimes you could go like the Nolan or the, uh, you know, dark and gritty Mark Millar or Mark Millar, right? And, and uh, uh, fucking Frank Miller.
0: Yeah, and Mark and well, this one it it has a lot of very dark themes to it. Uh-huh. It still does have some of those almost psychotic, joyous moments. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah, uh, the actor, who I, I don't know his name, it's escaping me, who's playing the Joker now. And it, it is...
1: Jerome.
0: It has been confirmed that he is the Joker. Uh, yeah. Initially, their plan was to introduce, you know, one person every season who could potentially be the Joker, but they ditched that altogether yeah, for having someone who is the Joker. Now, I still have mixed theme- uh, mixed feelings on mm-hmm. this, but for what the actor is portraying and how he is portraying the character... I'm more okay with this than I initially thought I would be.
1: Yeah, I think he's doing a very good job. Um, he 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 seems to literally be doing an amalgamation of all the jokers that we've seen before. Right. Um, but the only thing about it that I will say is where do you go from there?
0: Yeah, there's nothing much... And this is the problem with prequels, especially prequels like Gotham. You either have a character who's supposed to be this iconic character, such as the Riddler or the Joker, before they are that particular character. Now, to make this relevant in any sort of standpoint is you either have that character be that character mm-hmm. before Batman, which defeats the purpose of the character, right? Um, or you have that character so unrecognizably not that character that it defeats the purpose of calling him that character in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And... It's been a pretty consistent problem with this series. Yeah. I think what they initially planned to do a Batman series just without Batman is a it's, – it's not a very enticing prospect mm-hmm. because it's taking literally everything enjoyable out of that franchise. Right. Um, to their credit, I do believe they probably have a better understanding of where they're going at this point but we'll have to see where it goes. I mean, by the end of this next episode, I could either say that, yeah, they affirmatively have a direction and they know what they're doing and they can handle these characters, or maybe these two episodes were just a fluke. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're going back to a very fluffer-filler kind of inconsequential attitude towards this.
1: But... Right. Uh, Cameron Monaghan is the guy's name. Uh... The Yeah, the thing that, I mean, for me, my favorite part of the first season was Robin Lord Taylor and his, his Penguin. Sometimes it wasn't, sometimes story-wise, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I liked his depiction of the character. And the reason that I liked his depiction is it was because it was not the Penguin as we'd seen him before. Um, and it felt like maybe we would eventually get there and it would give him an arc. The problem with the Jerome character is for all intents and purposes, he's already the he's joker. He's the joker. Yeah. Um so his arc is essentially him building up towards buying a purple suit, and that's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: See, and it, and if this were the first season of Gotham, we would have maybe 5 to 10 minutes of an episode dedicated to him going to different suit tailors in Gotham looking for the right purple suit.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's just filler. I mean, there's no no. He, grot- he would have he would had
1: a rev- a regular suit that for some reason got purple paint on it, and he'd have been like, "Oh, this is what I should be doing," because he would have a New York accent and uh, like a cartoonish one. I, you know, I I think that uh, to me the Joker as a character, it's the, the major that- problem with it is the Joker in and of himself isn't terribly interesting. I think that he's interesting in the way that he contrasts and interacts with Batman. The problem here is we don't have a Batman.
0: Right. So, it, it, it's interesting in the fact where this character is meant to be a juxtaposition of our main character. Right. But we don't have that main character. Even yeah. in Detective Gordon now, he's not meant to be that stark contrast to the Joker. Even if they try to make him out to be... He's he's not that uncompromising moral compass that the show has. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's a good cop, and I think now we're seeing more of him that's willing to understand that you can't have a very strict guideline to this. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know.
1: It's just the the entire show. Like the the two episodes were enjoyable, and don't get me wrong, but I'm curious to see how. Heavy, they're going to be leaning on Cameron Monaghan in the future because that character is going to get real old, really, really quickly. fast. Yeah, I mean, Joker running around without Batman, I don't need to watch that. Yeah, like I know what he's going to do. I get it. Um, that's why, like Suicide Squad, to me, I think the the main concern that I have is if the Joker is the main villain, which I don't think he's going to be. Um. I think he's going to be more of a flashback character. The less you use him in that movie, I think is going to be the better.
0: Yeah, it's going to be more powerful when you have so little of it.
1: I would like to see him as, like, and people have said it before, as a Hannibal Lecter-esque character. The character that stands out to you, everybody remembers Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs, has seven minutes of screen time. Yeah. Um, but with this, it's like, who's the guy that's, like, leading the Joker pack? The, 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 what are they, the Maniacs? The
0: yeah, mates? um, I don't know his character. However, they did kill the person who we initially thought was Black Mask.
1: Oh, it was, yeah, that wasn't Roman Sianus, though. It was no. an older Sianus. Um, Sianus Senior? I don't know. <laughs> Black Mask is the person that kills him in the comics, so, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but, uh, at least he won't be wearing a samurai helmet anymore or a kabuki mask or whatever the stupid fuck it was so come on dude
0: you know there are so many decisions that I feel like they make in the show that I, I are they so out of touch with the fan base or with the source material that they're doing it on purpose I don't
1: know. or they is it accidentally
0: strike, just that bad
1: they want to strike a visual contrast I think with what we know because again like you have to give the character the arc to see how he gets there but the way that they've done it in the past I, I don't really agree with the other thing the, other, the only other thing that I really had a problem with I don't like what they're doing with Riddler
0: it oh, seems yeah.
1: to me that they're making all of the Gotham rogues crazy Which yeah. is not good um, Riddler <laughs> is not a mentally healthy individual But he's not a paranoid schizophrenic Right um, he, He's an obsessive compulsive person uh, A Penguin, very
0: person as well
1: <laughs> Penguin also isn't crazy He's just a mobster Joker's the only one that's really batshit insane that you could do anything that you want with. Um, I don't like that he's talking to himself in the mirror. I'm like, oh come on.
0: Yeah, it seems very very cliche and not in the way that would work mm-hmm. for a beneficial note for the show.
1: But and it's just the like, whole, that's every... not the Riddler to me is the thing. It's like when we eventually get him to be the Riddler, I don't believe that a you know a real paranoid schizophrenic would come up with all these fascinating machinations that he's going to enact on in the. Like, uh, Citizens of Gotham.
0: I feel more so that this is just an excuse to show off the caliber of acting that this person has. Sure. Um, which, he, he's
1: good. I think mm-hmm. he's good. Especially well, they got to do they're... something with him. Because in the first season, they didn't do anything. Like, yeah. in Zack's episode, it built up. And I liked that. I liked that they built up to him killing somebody. And we got to see him break. But I don't think that that needs to break in a schizophrenic, balls-to-the-wall-crazy kind of right. way. And I feel because like... there are people that commit murder that are not crazy. They're just... Assholes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like with every aspect that we had of this Riddler in the second season was not needed. Yeah. I I, I think it would be a tighter show it's just if just they we, want
1: to keep him there.
0: Right, I think it'd be a tighter show if we eliminated some of the story arcs. And I feel like with at least the second season, they focused a lot of them that they yes, had. Yes,
1: and that's good.
0: Yeah, because the first season, it was so everywhere.
1: They want Yeah, they wanted it to went do nowhere. everything.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, now it seems a little bit more focused. Even though we do have multiple converging story arcs, there's only maybe one or two at this point that are just completely irrelevant in the scheme of things. Right. So.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Cameron Beekendova is not really in this anymore. <laughs> She's uh. catwoman. Um, she, or cat girl. Cat. Kitten lady. Kitten, I, what, yeah. The, whatever lady, the fuck yeah. she is. Um. She she has a cameo, <laughs> and I think that's good because I do not want to see Little Gotham. I don't. I, I, <laughs>
0: Bruce Wayne already discovering the Batcave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, meeting... and the
1: fact that it's there and served a purpose before I'm like um, well you know the Batcave was always there so that's it, it fine but it there, was never there's not a computer in it yeah it was just a cave
0: yeah and it, it's interesting the fact that they delved into maybe Thomas Wayne was into some shadier shit because they did that they did that in Batman it's, it's usually, year. Uh, which one was it year one
1: uh, no not
0: year one uh, year zero, zero. yeah zero year zero um,
1: yeah. they do that a lot like a lot of times you'll find out that that Thomas Wayne was a little bit too knowledgeable. He found out some shit. You said talking about the Court of Owls? What's happening with the Court of Owls? They were talking about the
0: Court of Owls um, as a prospective story arc to follow. It would make sense. In the upcoming Gotham episodes. Yeah. Uh, Uh, It would
1: be interesting, because it's something that... It's a new (laughs) phenomenon, so I don't care if they butcher the backstory so much. I don't have that much attachment to it, and it is something that's early pre-Batman Gotham. So, uh...
0: Right. That, that unlike most of the things that they've been doing, is pre-Batman. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, as far as, like, uh, I just, I, I don't need any, I, I don't need young Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I don't. Um,
0: yeah, and there was one part in the second episode where he fired Alfred, and the minute that happened, I was like, fucking do we really need to go through this again?
1: I know, that happened, I was like, wait, you can't, he's your guardian, how are you gonna... Who's gonna watch you? <laughs> Did they? Is he legally emancipated from whom? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how his life works. And I
0: mean, there were there are a couple things. Like I feel like that first episode of the second season as well. Uh-huh. Uh, it started off with um, Gordon not. You know, he was a beat cop. Then he was fired, and I just feel like I didn't. I didn't even watch the first season completely. I watched most of it, but I didn't watch it completely. Um, and I feel like I've already seen that story like four times in the first season, and I didn't need it Bruce again. Firing Alfred. No, um, Gordon being fired. Oh as right, a detective. right, I yeah. feel like I've I seen that so many times just within the first season that mm-hmm. it 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 gave no impact. Yeah. But I think that first episode was probably them just getting back to square one so they could start the series again. Mm. Because episode two feels like a natural start. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean,
0: even even season one, notwithstanding, I feel like you could probably jump into season two and know what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you have any sort of grasp of these characters whatsoever, you'll know what's happening. Yeah, and that com that completely makes the first season irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, and they're doing a lot of weird shit, like with Barbara Keene. I don't remember her going crazy. I guess I didn't see those episodes. Um, yeah. But like, the, here's the thing It's like um, So, okay, I, I get that he's with Leslie Tompkins Which is bullshit, but I, Whatever, I don't care um, is, he, is he still gonna name um, His daughter Barbara Gordon? after At his this point, cra- yeah. His crazy ex? Why would he do that? <laughs>
0: yeah I, Or are I,
1: we I, gonna have Leslie Gordon as Batgirl? I don't know Who the, gives a shit? The end of that um,
0: second episode was very good though
1: yeah, what happened? The precinct. Oh right, they yeah, killed Commissioner
0: Essen. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was really interesting because they built up uh, Captain Essen mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. and they had a really good moment where Gordon was talking to Essen. Essen says, "I've seen so many men like cheat their way up to this and waste it, mm-hmm. but not me. That changes." Right. And then later that episode, she she spoiler alert dies. What? Yeah
1: yeah I figured that was common at some point. she's a character Essen is a character in the comics, I believe, but I don't think it's a terribly important character, so it's one of those people that they could kill. Yeah, um what I would you know it's good i'm not, I'm not complaining about these two episodes because I think that they are you know far and above better than what we had in the first season. Um, just for me, it's like it's, it's a it's a flawed premise, and I just don't know what they could do that would ever really satisfy me. Flash forward This is what I'm thinking Yeah I, uh, Not even just flash forward But the show is called Gotham Let's make this about Gotham Because right now It's it's the story of Jim Gordon Sort of um, <laughs> Kind of it's, it's
0: it's one third The story of Jim Gordon Right
1: right. It's the story of characters It's not the story of a city I think it would be Very interesting Just to You could have flash forwards Just show us an episode Of, of Victor Freeze uh, Looking to cure Nora Doesn't have to be connected To anything just give us like these little one-off stories and complete them um fucking flash forward to Gotham in in uh what like 2036 or whatever and do Batman beyond just They don't have the budget for that. You forget it's a yeah, Fox show. Yeah, that's true. Or go back in time fucking show us Gotham by gaslight. Uh, all things that have happened in the comics, and really i 'm much more interested in seeing what the city of Gotham looks like pre Batman than I am in the story of any of these particular people, especially the joker i 'm like, i get it he 's good, but if if this is the rest of the season i 'm like i don 't know what they're going to do, yeah, it's... because it 's not a character like i said it 's just it 's not a character that 's interesting by himself.
0: it has that empirical problem of if they go nowhere but where they're going with it now, it could get really old really fast. And I felt I like it was this... old by the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I made this comment when the first season of Flash started, thank God I was wrong. Um, that I felt like Flash could only be that serialized or that very uh episodic notion. Yeah. Where they had Monster of the Week that they catch and they'd put away and luckily the show evolved beyond that. They got a little riskier in what they could accomplish and they they made it more serialized and they had a very kind of heavy-hitting finale, and I thought that was good. I didn't expect that, but I'm glad they pursued that. With Gotham, I think at this point is because of the impact that they're doing, like, it seems like they're really changing the formula from the first season, I think they're more open to exploring those possible canals. And hopefully, that means that they're willing to make a more serialized version of the show where everything does have more impact and meaning and weight attached to it, and you don't have this connotation of just a really watered down fox cop drama,
1: yeah I mean in uh, terms of well in terms of stakes and uh, and just narration it has gotten so much better,
0: oh yeah yeah um, they, they've and I, I put it on Twitter like they actually established stakes right. which was unprecedented in this series mm-hmm. so I mean that it, immediately and you know i'm I'm not just bitter because I like Batman and this isn't a good Batman show, I am bitter because there is a potential for the show to be good, to be really good. Yeah. And the fact that it feels like it's intentionally going out of its way to try to appease everyone in terms of appeasing no one, it just makes this show feel so flat. Yeah. Nothing has weight. Nothing has impact. And nothing looks interesting, for fuck's sake. Like, it's just a very boring show altogether. And, I mean, from just basic television standpoints, I feel like we live in this world where... Television has become so comparable mm-hmm. to what's what you can compromise in cinema. I mean, you have shows like Breaking Bad, Daredevil, The Wire, Game of Thrones, that are just so elevated beyond what you can accomplish on the big screen that the silver screen is gaining much more of a reputable background than most movies, especially those of which are Marvel movies that, while I still enjoy...
1: Did you say the silver screen? Yeah. That means movies.
0: Oh, wait, I thought... <laughs> Cool. <laughs> um
1: hold for this. Yeah. Um take a shot.
0: Yeah. No, it it just feels like TV can accomplish Or don't
1: hold for this. That's
0: fine. I thought it was gone, but it's coming back.
1: <laughs> I hate the <this> city.
0: <laughs> Why it's Gotham City.
1: Um oh, so much crime.
0: No, I I just I we just all feel need like... guns is the thing. Exactly. We're we're just so We've gotten to the point where TV, it feels like, in certain regards, has surpassed what conventional cinematic films can establish, uh, which is intriguing. But then you'll see shows like Gotham that bring that down a level and be like, no, you're still watching TV. Yeah. Uh, so... Well,
1: yeah, the thing is, it's network television— um and it's it's just a different kind of a show. It's it's not like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones where you have it's it's all story driven. It's and I don't think it ever, ever will be that just yeah. by virtue of the fact that it's network TV. It's network TV. It's, There's different expectations by, for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's it's TV by committee.
1: And they're fucking killing it in terms of ratings right now. It is the only show um, of this season that has held its numbers two weeks in or three weeks in a row now. No, it's only two weeks in. It uh. Held the same numbers. It it fucking killed on opening night, and held the exact same numbers the second week, yeah. which doesn't happen. You always get a second episode runoff, but this didn't. Yeah, so. you know, it it
0: just occurred to me. I'm gonna be at New York Comic Con this upcoming week, dressed as the Red Hood, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be so many people asking me about Gotham. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to reveal to them. I'm not hopeful for the second season. I hated the first season. We were in we were standing in line actually waiting for Comic-Con tickets to drop and the person next to us was like, "Hey, you like Gotham?" Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked over at you and it looks like you you visibly mm-hmm. sighed like <laughs> internally, like it hurt you for a second. Yeah. And then you, you took a minute to compose yourself before responding.
1: Yeah. 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 so uh, yeah. you know, a speaking thoughtful of thoughtful person.
0: Speaking of TV that came out recently, um, I saw the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead.
1: I don't know what that is it's, I keep hearing about that what, Is that different than Walking Dead? Is Walking Dead over?
0: No, it's continuing But
1: So what the fuck is Fear the, Fear Walking, the
0: Walking Dead? Fear the Walking Dead is So in the months that Walking Dead is not on air
1: They needed more Walking they
0: Dead They needed more Walking Dead So okay. they now have this series about It's called Fear the Walking Dead And um, it's about the chronicle of what happens Leading up to the outbreak
1: Oh good Yeah A prequel
0: Yeah um, and I saw the first episode and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm not a big fan of The Walking Dead as a television series. Yeah. Um, but Fear the Walking and it it really it confuses me because Fear the Walking Dead has been breaking records with the amount of viewers it has.
1: I keep hearing that, and yeah.
0: I, I feel like it's completely unwarranted because
1: well, I, don't, I don't like The Walking Dead just in general. I've tried to get into it. I'm like, I don't, I just don't care.
0: Yeah. No. It it just feels like. Someone made the complaint to me that, oh, Fear of the Walking Dead is just a soap opera. Fucking The Walking Dead was a soap opera. You're just too blind to see it. Um, the fact of the matter is, what makes The Walking Dead compelling is the fact that you have compelling, interesting characters. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead does not have that. It has characters that you quite honestly do not like. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode and literally did not like any of the characters. You know what I did like? What did you like?
1: Telltale Games. The Walking Dead video game.
0: I I played the first episode and I, I heard really great things about the rest of it. I, uh, I, I play. It. I
1: didn't like the second season too much, but the first one was great.
0: Yeah, I hear that captured the. It's in...
1: annoying to play on a, on a on a console though, because it's so clearly made for a cell phone. And just my instinct. You know, is it was to ported walk to a around. cell
0: phone, right? Was it? It was initially made for consoles.
1: Because I played it on the cell phone as well. It just makes so much more sense when you just point and click. When it's on the console, the characters move so fucking slow, and like it's clear that the angles aren't quite right it's not a fully three-dimensional world so you'll be walking around and uh get stuck on nothing yeah no. like was... your character will just be moving and then hits like an invisible wall and you can't move anymore and you're like just what the fuck is this <laughs> it literally took like two hours longer to finish each episode than it needed to because i just couldn't couldn't f- i i don't know how video game.
0: And I, I hear what the general consensus about the game was that it accomplished what the TV show did not, in that it would capture the feel of the graphic yes, novel. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: I, well, I didn't read the graphic novel, but I yeah, thought, what I liked about it was um, there were genuine moments of stillness. And I don't mean because you're stuck on in an invisible wall. <laughs> I just mean it, it felt like if a zombie outbreak were to happen like that and you weren't just constantly, you know, having your taint ripped apart by zombies, uh, you would have these moments where you're just like, well, this is fucking shitty and boring. What am I doing? And I'm not to say that the game is boring, because they always made these human interactions which were compelling. But what I liked was it... You know, that's what people say about The Walking Dead, but whenever I watch episodes of The Walking Dead, I don't see it. Um, They say that it is a show that is set in a zombie apocalypse that is not about the zombie apocalypse. It is about human interaction. The zombies are just a plot device that, you know...
0: And I feel like my problem with the show at this point is that they're just basically filleting themselves with how much Mm -hmm. everyone loves the series. Yeah, okay. um, and you know, sir, there. Granted, there are points when that's warranted. There are series that
1: warrant Is the graphic novel still going on? Is there an end to it?
0: No. Robert Kirkman's whole point was that the point just of The Walking open-ended. Dead is there is no end. That's dumb. I mean, the initial. Concept... I don't mean
1: like they. I, I don't mean they need to find like a resolution to it all, um, and <laughs> either have everybody die or win, but have an end to the story. Well, the initial concept behind The Walking story Dead is. Telling.
0: The, initial concept the, the problem
1: world. with shows like Inuyasha, Michael, started out real strong and then they never ended. And you're like, "Why am I still watching this? This is for 14-year-old Japanese girls." Like Michael Holler,
0: <laughs> the, the, the problem- I can't
1: fap to this. Well, I can, but I want to enjoy it.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: but no, the- he had kitty cat ears, Michael. <laughs> I never saw that show. He's a dog. His name is Inu that means Dog. I never saw that show. Um, you know what he looks like though
0: I do The he's red one little on Shinto guy a
1: lot. Like
0: the thing about The Walking Dead Is when it was initially Conceived By Robert Kirkman uh, he His question was You'll watch a zombie movie And then it ends And then your question is Well what do they do now And the whole void That The Walking Dead Aims to fill Is that Well what do they do now And the answer is Well nothing really
1: But, but That's not compelling it's, I mean yeah. Well like I, I get that And that could be the end but I would say like a movie like 28 Days Later or even Zack Snyder's Day of the Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Day of the Dawn of the Dead. No, Dawn of the Dead. Evening of the mid-afternoon two weeks prior.
0: How many of the dead movies has George Romero made? Two. Night of the Living Dead, not counting sequels, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. Fuck,
1: what else? Diary of a Mad Black Dead Woman. I
0: I don't think that was one of them. Yeah, it was. Okay, um, but but no, my uh no. Anyways, we'll we'll move on to we'll move on to something else. Um. We have topics here. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay, so speaking of series being uh on television, HBO is in talks with Zack Snyder for some reason. Uh, about bringing a Watchmen TV series,
1: I think that they are unaware of that he um, did not write that it. He did not write that movie. Uh, yeah, you, what are they going to? A couple of years ago, they had that um, before Watchmen series.
0: Yeah, and it was it was a very it was a very clear cut notion of this is what happens when you get very very talented people behind a very very bad idea. Yeah, and I. I didn't the read most, any of them. I, I own I them, like did.
1: several of them, but I've never read them. Yeah,
0: I I, I did read I a, bought a lot of them because I
1: like the co- covers.
0: Oh, the Rorschach covers were awesome looking too. Yeah. Uh, I did read some of them. I know I read all of Rorschach. I read a couple of the other characters as well, but and they were fairly well written. But I think the point is that there was so. Beside the you don't point
1: of fuck with Watchmen. Yeah, I mean, the I whole thing. I don't point need of, anything. Look, Watchmen that was, was an interesting universe. I don't feel that I need to revisit it ever.
0: No. No. Watchmen was. It, it, Watchmen was never a story about superheroes. That's never what it was. Watchmen mm. was a story about human nature. Sure. It You don't need to have, like, Rorschach going after gang lords or.
1: Is that what it was? Yeah,
0: he was going after, like, a gang.
1: Ugh. <sighs> That's stupid.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it it defeats the purpose of having this very existential concept of Watchmen and what they mean what the connotation behind superhero is when you dehumanize them, or in some cases when you overhumanize them. Right. Uh, So to have them just be superheroes is not only a tremendous waste of characters, but it's beside the point entirely.
1: Um, Yeah, they wanted Kevin Smith to write one of them, and he was just like... Why <laughs> well, not even like why do you want a, why do you want me to write it and B? why are you doing this? Yeah, it's not necessary.
0: yeah, and I mean, I were... thought it
1: was gonna be like the story of the uh original uh, watchmen like the first they war. had one
0: of them. one of them was the Minutemen.
1: okay I did but I don't see why you would need it like do to turn Rorschach into a weekly that that just seems sounds, sounds awful like legitimately awful.
0: yeah, and I mean again, it was very well done but very, very bad, mm-hmm. you know? And with HBO, there's an inside source saying that, yes, HBO is in talks with Zack Snyder. They're they acquiring the rights now, uh, but they don't know what to do with them. So the show's either going to be a prequel, a direct adaptation, or a sequel. Do so- the
1: story of the Minutemen, and then maybe there's something there. But if they're just—I if, if I, I don't really understand how this particular universe is ripe for new stories— <clears throat> I don't think that was ever the point.
0: Right. And if, if, um, if you were to tell me like pre-2009, like before the Watchmen movie came out that HBO had required the rights and they're doing just an adaptation of Watchmen, I think that'd be great. Like if you did a five-part hour-long special where you just – or five-part hour-long episodes, um, just a page-for-page page adaptation of Watchmen. I think that'd be great. The problem is, we already got that, and it was a movie. It came out yeah, in two thousand nine. And if you're a really diehard fan, just get the ultimate edition that has like it's all nine the nine hours long. Cut. Yeah, it has tales of the black freighter in it as it's well. Like,
1: pirates in it.
0: Fuck. Um,
1: but lots of blue penis.
0: Exactly, is dangling. Uh, lots of dongle dangles. But but no, I, I feel like times. since 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 we already have that, like it how just, old were you when Watchmen came out? Oh god, what was that? Six years ago? I was... Thirteen. 11, Thirteen. Thirteen when it came out. And you saw it in theaters? Six times. Six times, five did times did you think of those dongle IMAX. dangles?
1: Uh, Is that why you went?
0: No, I actually, I really did love Watchmen as a comic book at that time. Which kind of makes me think, like, how many fucked up comic... Because I grew up, like, reading Hellblazer, reading Watchmen. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's Atypical uh, of people at that age. Um... But I was very excited for the film, but I immediately knew no one was going to get this movie.
1: No, no, it was no. For, that movie was made for no one.
0: Yeah, and, and well, it was In made particular. for fans. Yeah. It was Roger made Eber- by fans. Roger
1: Ebert loved it. He uh, said it was one of the best superhero films of all time, and it changed his opinion on the genre.
0: Did he really? hmm Interesting. But, I mean, the general consensus, even if, you know, they hated it, it was... Always that it was just too much to
1: consume in one sitting. Well, I think that, yes, the the people that were critical of it before it came out said it was an unfilmable story. Right. Because I it's think been that tried... the movie kind of proved them right.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's... And
1: it's a filmable story in the literal sense. They could do it, <laughs> but I don't think that narratively it works as. You it's know, not a it's... digestible story. Everybody that I went. Um, everybody that I know that saw the movie without reading the books, but they're just like, what is going on this is crazy yeah you see there's so many butts in this movie <laughs> and there are not yeah. even just not even just dr manhattan also uh silk
0: specter yeah. uh night owl yeah yeah old silk specter yeah 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 jeffrey dean morgan's it's face
1: raped yeah um that intro sequence is wonderful though with the Bob oh Dylan. yeah it's the best thing in a movie.
0: That was probably the most creative aspect of the film because that was the only thing that was ever...
1: Well, they they, caught you, they got you up to speed on the entire story with the 30-second signal. I had literally... Zack Snyder has never told a story, a story so well um, and so concisely <laughs> that he didn't even have to use words. Um, it's just, I don't know what happened since, but, you know... Um, uh showed the Waynes not getting murdered. You know that? That happens? Like, it shows the comedian uh, shooting or punching Joe Chill in the face, and you see uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne behind. Uh, it doesn't really say that it's them, but they're in front. It's it's clearly them as they're illustrated in the early comics. And it has them in front of a Mask of Zorro poster with a gunman. You're talking, of Kaman.
0: course, in the Batman 5 Superman trailer?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking about the. Watchmen The fucking intro in Watchmen The comedian saves Thomas and Martha Wayne
0: Really? Yeah I never caught that It's
1: an easter egg And it's great
0: Which is kind of funny Because Jeffrey Dean Morgan Is now playing Thomas Wayne
1: That he is
0: But um But no I mean I, I feel like this could be A horrible idea But Whatever We'll have to see
1: We'll see Either If Zack Snyder's behind it It'll look pretty Yeah yeah, um, I doubt that he'll be behind it, though. I mean, he's—he'll be next to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Do they want him to Godfather? I know nothing about this project, so who knows? It's too early to say. Yeah. Other than you know, I don't think we need more Watchmen.
0: You're right. Um, another project of which is not going anywhere at this point is Terminator Genwysis. Uh Collapsed
1: under the weight of its own Shit. mediocrity.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't even call it mediocrity.
1: What's, no, what's, what's, I would call it mediocre. I would call it a very mediocre film. I don't think it was a bad movie.
0: I thought it was a movie that falls apart if yeah, you put but, any type of coherent thought
1: into it. Yeah, it's a thing. It's like kind of, kind of all time travel movies. Why not just go back to the? Why not just go back to when? Um, like before, like six generations before any of these people are born, we'll, and we'll, like kill their grandparents.
0: We'll, we'll just go back to amoeba. We'll, yeah, we'll go just back to
1: pissing the fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Why do they want to kill him anyway? I'm yeah,
0: but but apparently um, the plan was to create a Terminator cinematic universe in where you'd have a multiple... Which they
1: already have.
0: Well, I wouldn't call it a cinematic universe more so just a string of very
1: bad movies. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point I could not tell you. But, um, but no, it just, it just feels like this was never a good idea. This is just one of those other... It's another studio trying to get on the cinematic universe bandwagon. Saying, oh look, Universal has old monsters we're going to make into a shared cinematic universe.
1: Right, it's because...
0: Uh, these... Lionsgate is making a, a giant monster kaiju movie cinematic universe. Fucking um. Paramount's making Scooby-Doo live action
1: We're going to have a Terminator! It's just because these... I, I wouldn't even call it a cinematic universe chain because... The other ones, other than Marvel and DC, I don't think anybody has the capability of doing that. A Scooby-Doo cinematic universe, what the fuck is it going to It's going to be a series of Scooby-Doo movies. They're just right. putting a new name on it. No, the uh, no, there's going to be
0: a movie just based upon Old Man Jenkins and his descent into insanity.
1: I thank God for that. <laughs> They're doing an Archie cinematic universe?
0: Yep. Uh, Universal, I believe it is, is doing a classic monster movie cinematic universe. Uh, started off with uh, which
1: they already had then. I mean, if you want to do it like that. Yeah. Abbott and Costello lived in the universe. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah. It's just
0: uh, but I guess So Terminator to, yeah, it's a no-go be- because of how badly it underperformed and it did Fairly well at the box office, but I guess just, just really not well, well in enough in China,
1: which I think would I would have thought would have been enough to warrant sequels because everything is played toward China right now. Yeah, they have more buying power than all of us combined.
0: Yeah, there is a uh, there's actually a segment in Iron Man three that they filmed exclusively for China where he goes mm-hmm. and talks to the Chinese military.
1: As a Chinese person, how do you feel about this?
0: Uh, slighted? I don't know. slanted. Slant? Yeah. <laughs> It's just with regards to my eyes. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, but Terminator's not getting a cinematic universe because they, along with the rest of the public, saw how bad of an idea that was. Yeah. So thank God for some things. Um, but on the topic of cinematic universes, uh, we reported a couple weeks ago about the Marvel Creative Committee and how that was now dissolved. And... <laughs> Turns out, we, uh, we might have jumped the gun on being happy about that.
1: Well, yeah. Did we not discuss that at some point? I feel like the episode after we discussed the creative committee thing. Um, are you talking about how the creative committee was only involved in the good movies? That's true. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's well, correct. Uh, we we actually did not discuss that on it. the podcast. We didn't? We
0: talked about it in line at Comic-Con tickets. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so here's the thing. The creative committee, ladies and gentlemen, um, established of... Uh, who are the people... Uh, Joe I don't Quesada. Know any other. Yeah, Joe Quesadilla <laughs> I can't um, remember the names. Of the the Toy Guy.
0: No, the Toy Guy is the is head of Marvel. He owns Marvel.
1: H. P. Barnum and uh, Bailey.
0: Clark's Toys, Clark.
1: Clark. Gable. It was,
0: a, it was a Flash reference.
1: Clark's Toys, Clark.
0: Yeah. It's from the '90s Flash.
1: Clark's Toys, Clark.
0: Machine Gun anyway, Johnny. Listen. One man on These army. people.
1: Kevin Feige, um Stanley Stanley uh, Who? Lou Ferrigno. Uh, and others. Uh Anderson Cooper, I believe he was on it.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh but no, we, we reported that the creative committee uh comi- committee. Uh we were happy because as many of you know, Tyler is very...
1: Fucking hate Marvel. That's not true. I don't... I just... I don't get it! Yeah, he... He's boring-ass he, Marvel movies, man! He, he wants... Everybody loves them. He,
0: he wants it to be more... Engaging in the sense of what they can accomplish.
1: Well, here's the thing. They're, look, I don't hate the Marvel movies. I've said it a million times. I think that they're all pretty decent. What? You hate Marvel! <laughs> But fuck Marvel. No, I don't hate Marvel. I hate Stan Lee as a human being. (laughs) I think he's the worst. I think he's literally Hitler. That's. I feel bad even joking about that. He's just such a likable person. Yeah, Excelsior. (laughs) I feel like there's somewhere there's just a a tear dripping from his eye because I just said that. I feel really bad about it. I I love you, Stan. It'll probably be at Comic Con.
0: I don't think he's gonna be there this year. Why? (laughs) Anyways, continue.
1: Um, The the way that I feel about the Marvel situation is they lean very heavily on a formula, um, which is fine. They have a... My biggest qualm with them is they, they kind of all feel the same. They have the same tone to every one of their movies. And you know what? It works. They're making all of the money in the world. So who am I to tell them that that's not what they should be doing? I'm just saying, as a cinema goer, I think that they have characters... That could be used for all different kinds of stories But we always seem to Have the same-ish story Where they either get a suit Or they get a magic hero ball And then they have to take the magic hero ball Away from bad guy who's the same guy And I don't God, you know what I just realized? I want to see the um,
0: The daredevil of Marvel The daredevil of
1: the Marvel Cinematic Universe (laughs) Yeah. Um, well because that's that's a show like that show is totally different
0: interestingly enough uh, Drew Goddard uh, was saying that he initially when he pitched Daredevil to Marvel he wanted was, to make it it was gonna be a movie film. it was gonna make he was gonna be a film part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, but he was stating that Marvel didn't really want to do that they didn't want to pursue it and he's saying Marvel is used to really making like multi-million dollar films and if they did Daredevil it would be a small R-rated $25 million project, and that's just something that's out of their comfort zone. Yeah. So instead they pursued Netflix, which I thought was a great venue. Uh, the Wonderful. show was fantastic. It's exactly what it should be. Yeah, it, it was great. And I believe what he stated is that Daredevil isn't a character that is he, in it to so save the world. He's so out of place in the Avengers. Right, right. He's, he's not a character that's in it to save the world. He's, he's just superhero. trying to keep his corner clean, Yeah, is what he I believe he said. Um, and, and it's interesting. And yeah, for that's exactly it. what it is, and it's, it's more it's,
1: compelling that way, right? And it's a compelling what story. What would they do? Like give him lasers? Give him a <laughs> infinity thing?
0: Give him a jetpack? No, it's it's not a story based upon stakes being so high that the world's going to end. It's a story upon where the stakes are at a personal level, right? And that's what made it's it so compelling.
1: Should be even if they're a story in which the world is going to end, you need to have some connection to it. That was my problem with Guardians of the Galaxy. That was another thing that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to compare... I've been wanting to do that for so long. Super and Guardians of the Galaxy. But shit keeps happening.
0: Dude, you know, I just realized how... It's it's gonna be literally too many jokes when you have Robert Downey Jr., Paul Rudd, and Chris Pratt all on screen at the same time.
1: Because they're all the same basic character. It's like they're all the same character archetype. And that's why I just... You either... In these movies, you either have... Tony Stark, or you know, Tony Stark, <laughs> or another Tony Stark. I feel like all the characters kind of speak with the same voice. That's like a writing thing. You you don't want to write with the same voice for multiple characters, but it kind of it, Marvel falls into that trap. So yes, when if we see like yeah, how is Ant Man versus Iron Man versus
0: Star Lord, Space Man? What is Star Lord?
1: Space Guy. Star Lord. Star Lord, man. Lizards dance. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just too much. It's too much of a good thing. It's like having a, it's like when you eat one of those giant cookie cakes. You're only supposed to eat a slice. What? Everybody would think, everybody thinks, yeah, more cookies, that's good. It's too much. I disagree. It's like a 38 inch cookie cake.
0: I can can do it.
1: Yeah, you could, but you're gonna die before you're 30. (laughs) That's a fair point.
0: (laughs) But, uh, but no, so, um,
1: but uh, yeah, uh cinematic universe. so the movies that the creative committee was least involved in Iron Man 2, <laughs> uh, Thor the Dark World, uh, what and was, the Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, yes. Yeah. Movies that they were most heavily involved in Captain America the Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier the first avengers yeah the first avengers movie um i believe guardians which i don't care for but again like i don't think guardians is a bad movie it's just not for me um uh, just no stakes
0: yeah so it's We may have jumped the gun. I think our automatic assumption was that we we might have. We might not have.
1: But the other thing that comes out of it is they ousted What's-His-Name-The-Toy-Guy. He's no longer in complete control of the budget. So, you know, what people might be surprised to learn is that these Marvel movies are relatively low budget for big Hollywood uh, movies. They don't spend money that they don't have to spend. But that's why they always end up getting kind of like a no-name director... Which, I've also heard that's because they want Yes Men. They want people that aren't going to, you know... Question the machine. Right, because, well, they do have a brand. I mean, that's their strongest point and their weakest point, in my mind. Um, is people will go see whatever. That's why, like, movies like Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy performed well, which shouldn't have, by all accounts. Cause yeah, Gar-
0: Guardians proved that no matter what the fucking movie is, as long as it has Marvel stapled on it, people will see it.
1: Yeah. Um. So long as it's got some infinity things, gem
0: stone thing,
1: some magic cube balls, magic cube ball,
0: magic cube MacGuffins, yeah, um,
1: MacGuffin things, yeah, that could explode the universe. Yeah, and you're good to go. Uh, what do I want to say about that? Um, you know what? We'll see.
0: Yeah, well, time will tell how It's going to be a while before
1: we're going to be able to, because, you know, the next two Marvel movies are basically done.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, we're getting Doctor Strange, which is shaping up maybe to be the most unique.
1: That's what they keep saying.
0: Although I do hear that it is going to be an origin story, because people fucking love that. Um, well, granted, well, a
1: character like Doctor Strange, you might need an origin story. I Simply... feel like you could just
0: be like, here's, he's a doctor, he's magic, there you he's go. A doctor and he's strange. He's no, not... well, because it's like <laughs> it's... <said. laughs> His name is literally strange, he has the worst superhero, he's a doctor, his last name is strange, and he has the worst superhero
1: title ever. Right, it's just so outlandish a concept that you might need to get people, I don't it's know, like, depends it's like if do it depends on how origin like, story doesn't have to be bad. As if long if as...
0: you were a superhero and your, your superhero name was Podcasting Pino, right. it's like...
1: Yeah, my origin story is super interesting. It starts out in uh, Florida, so... your mom and dad were that. killed
0: by alligators. <laughs> yes. And then you um, went on a meth
1: binge <laughs> There was a dead hooker found in a canal behind my house. Really? It wasn't really behind my house, it was I guess at the begin like the it was a really big canal, but it wasn't the same canal. Yeah, dead hookers happens. It's Florida, dude.
0: I'm surprised that it was just dead hookers. Not they like hoped like that alligators dead would alligator. eat her
1: But they did not. Um that happens a lot
0: what dead hooker alligators
1: no people trying to feed alligators dead bodies to cover it up never works out <laughs> um adam walsh do you know no this is this is gonna get dark
0: All right, <laughs> we well. already
1: did that part
0: Spe- speaking of dark um cereal have you ever listened to cereal podcast
1: the thing on npr yes no Um, I hear it's the greatest thing in the world, but that's what they said about uh, This American Life, and every time I listen to that, I'm bored out of my fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Serial was a podcast that chronicled an investigative tale about this one uh, murder that happened in the 80s.
1: It actually is an interesting sounding concept. Oh, it's very interesting,
0: yeah. Uh, So, they ended the first season of that show. It was 12 episodes, I believe. And, spoiler alert, they didn't solve it. Um, So, they're gearing up to do a second season. I would
1: be so... Fucking piss. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I am to listen to people talk like this and do a really quiet microphone for 12 fucking hours and you didn't even solve it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but so... But so, uh, so I don't know <laughs>
1: what it is about NPR, but it's all really quiet talking and it's a lot of vocal fry. Like, they're... Uh, their are announcers that kind of talk like this. It's kind of like how Marilyn Manson talks to make himself sound like he has gravitas, but it doesn't work. <laughs> or maybe just because he screams into the microphone all the time.
0: He just blew his voice heartbeat. out. Um, no, so they're doing a second season of Serial where they focused on a, an American Army soldier uh, who, was, who disappeared one day and resurfaced five years later. He was being held captive by the Taliban. And the uh, the intini- yeah.
1: but this story's already out. Like this isn't like secret.
0: Right, right, right. And the so
1: they're going to have twelve episodes building towards this. This is what we're going to do. Right. No. I'm going <laughs> to look up every aspect of this case, and I'm going to spoil it on every episode. And we are going to have the highest rated podcast in the world. <laughs> uh- Take that NPR. <laughs> you, didn't th- you didn't think that out, right? Because you thought that your little crime case. What you, you didn't hear about Wikipedia? <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. Serial season two. And oh the, look, spoilers! The guy died,
0: and, and the whole the whole insinuation with this man was that he was a deserter, and that was how he was captured. But mm-hmm. so we'll see. And we're also getting an HBO documentary brought to us by the people who made the Lego movie um, about, and it's not about like cereal. It's like it's not a televised version of serial. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a documentary about how they they're making season two. <laughs> so. Sounds you're giving terrible. me a face. <laughs> so.
1: That sounds awful. Why you, you have you can make a movie about the murder, which would be interesting, or you could make a movie about the show that talks about the murder, which is uninteresting. Because what's what is the process that they go through? We go to Wikipedia, and then we talk like this into a microphone. Um, you're listening to NBR. The time is nine fifty-five. Uh, it's this a podcast Brought to you by uh, Yeah, but it airs on NPR This American Life is a radio show They just podcast it That's why I don't think it counts I think we're the most popular podcast <laughs> in the world Because that's a radio show We're not on the radio
0: We're on internet radio Yeah I- Internet radio is in our fucking name It's
1: like radio, only nobody listens So it's exactly like radio <laughs>
0: Exactly, there's no difference Structurally, there's no difference You know yeah. how Orson Welles got his start?
1: Doing frozen pea commercials Yes. Filled with country goodness and green penis <laughs> Oh, this is terrible I'm a fear. Oh, what luck There was a French fry caught in my beard
0: Okay, so <laughs> Orson Welles, ladies and gentlemen One of the greatest filmmakers of all time He's dead, too He's dead
1: um, they were talking about doing like a live to adapt- a live action version of The Critic, for years, and I would be so supportive of that if that they was get a, that uh,
0: was a fucking um, that was on Indiegogo. Was it? Yeah, you know, you know. How I much gave,
1: money did you give?
0: I made. I actually didn't give any, and no, one, no other, no one else did. Stab you in the it face. was a, it was a failure. Yeah, well, no one
1: funded it because it's, we're twenty years out from The Critic, and nobody knows who that is anymore. And people are like, John Lovitz is this guy from the subway commercial. This <laughs> has got an annoying voice But uh, I can't think of the guy who does Orson Welles on that show He's super famous and he also does Brain on Pinky and the Brain One of the most famous voice actors in the business right now Um, If you're listening, which I know you are He's not You're no John DiMaggio
0: There's going to be a Comic Con
1: Yeah, he is I don't think I'm going to be able to see him I can't. I have to leave early on Thursday I wasn't able to get out of the rehearsal Okay um, Yeah uh we have our fight choreographer coming in and he's only there a couple of times but he's awesome.
0: Oh, that's cool. Do so you know the guy who is Darth Maul um is in New York? Like I I think he lives somewhere in New York. Really? And there was a uh, there's a stage combat uh group that specifically does lightsaber lightsaber stage combat. It's not Empire Saber Guild. I think it's someone else, but he will go frequently to the class and like show them how to do stuff.
1: Let me show you how it's done. And he's just humming it he has like his force effects is like And then like he's doing it really poorly Because he didn't actually do his own stunts Which he did He was a world class martial artist actually He was He didn't have any lines He was
0: also towed in fucking X-Men Was he? Yeah I believe he was
1: I knew that tongue work looked tricky.
0: <laughs> and he was fucking, uh... Got yeah, close. Hey, Michael. Yeah.
1: You know what happens... He was someone
0: in G.I. Joe. He was Snake Eyes in G.I. Joe as well. Also a role with no lines.
1: I thought that was Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: No, it was Cobra Commander.
1: Same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Snake Eyes doesn't talk. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know what happens to a toad when it gets hit by lightning? It dies? Same thing as everything else. That's the dies in that movie and then she hits him with lightning and presumably murders him.
0: You know, Halle Berry for the longest time has been wanting a spin-off storm movie. No. <laughs> she has, and she's been the only one that has. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> Can't have it. Go to hell. Academy award-winning fuck. No, she's fine. Her Storm accent changes movie to movie, sometimes scene to scene. Um, sometimes she doesn't have any speaking lines in the movie altogether. You got an Academy Award winning actress. Give her no lines in the movie. Is she the, is she going to be a Storm in this thing? No, the, it's a
0: different character. They recast the her.
1: that's what I thought. Got the mohawk. Yeah, he got the mohawk. I'm excited about that, not about the movie. I just want to see the. I I just like the idea of seeing like the fucking X-Men from the cartoon show as they were on the cartoon show in a movie. You know,
0: you're not gonna have that theme, right?
1: Uh, I will when I bring it with me on my phone and play it loudly in the theater, and no one will complain. Do 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 do. I'll just do that. Do 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 do. And I'm <laughs> gonna... like, "Come on, everybody." <laughs> da da da... And they're like, "Shut up." <laughs> I get kicked We've out.
0: We've been waiting to see this movie for 6 hours. <laughs> Literally just 6 hours we found out about this movie 6 hours ago. <sighs>
1: what is X-Men?
0: Yeah, the X-Men. Um,
1: so Adnan and Yeah,
0: speaking speaking of other comic book movies, which is basically all we do on the show. Um, George Miller came out recently uh saying did he... Yeah, he did. He came wow, out recently. Wow.
1: It's 76 years. It was <laughs> <So that's laughs> a long time, but
0: it's a long time coming. I'm happy Listen, for Listen, you put, you, put, you put men in tight leather and put them half naked in the desert all those years, you gotta be saying something. <laughs> well,
1: it's about time.
0: <laughs> Listen, the first Mad Max was move, was a bunch of movies with people in BDSM gear in hot
1: desert. That Whitney Houston song, kind of effeminate. <laughs> But
0: anyways, no, uh, he he came came out out and he's also not doing Superman. He's also not doing Superman 2, Man of Steel 2. Um, Which, thank God, because that would seem very creatively stifling to a man like him. Um, But he stated that not only was he not aware that he was on any sort of shortlist for directing Man of Steel 2, but he also did not want to direct another high-budget movie that either had a lot of stunts or a lot of cGI in it and he'd rather for his next project to do a very small Babe, scale
1: pig in the city three again yeah, yeah.
0: so not only Did you know does that, that
1: uh the that movie took place in the city of metropolis
0: no it took place in Gotham
1: it literally took place in a city called Metropolis I think it was the first d c universe film
0: it should... no that was steel
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which came out first, though? I think it, <laughs> I think it might have been Steel. Bay.
0: Was it? No. it was Steel around was, the like, same late time. 90s.
1: No, early yeah, 90s. Yeah, but Babe 2 was, like, 1995, I think.
0: Alright, we're figuring it out now. But, uh, but no, so that not only does that re- rule out Man of Steel 2, but it also rules out doing another Mad Max movie, because everyone wanted him to immediately jump out into... Do you think
1: that's why they asked him to do Superman? Why? Because he already had a movie set in Metropolis.
0: I can't imagine there is any other reason but that. Uh Aha! Steel came out in 1997. Babe, in the city, 98. 98.
1: Yeah. Well, damn.
0: You're welcome, DC Cinematic Universe. Steel. Yeah. You know, I think it was, uh... Drew Goddard (coughs) was also saying that, uh... He still wants his Sinister Six movie to come to fruition. Which... Uh... (laughs) You can't have that. No, um... And I guess and Sony's go get in line with Halle Berry. Yeah,
1: and, <laughs> and I guess take the train to movies that are not going to fucking Happensburg.
0: <laughs> it's actually on the. Uh, it's actually on the J line. Uh-huh. It's out in Queens.
1: Um, of course it is. It's, of course actually, it is. It's in Yonkers.
0: Um, but. But no, I mean, he was saying that it would be a standalone film that didn't necessarily have to take place in the cinematic universe, but of course it would be in the Amazing Spider-Man universe simply because of how much they built up to it in Amazing Spider-Man Okay, so what's
1: going on with this um, the Spider-Man stuff? I was recently looking over this deal again and some information on it. Who is making these standalone Spider-Man films? Are those going to be Sony Pictures?
0: It's going to be, well, Sony technically has direct creative oversight, so if Marvel wants to do something, Sony can say no. Which I don't think they'll don't
1: make him gay, exactly or black.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's he has very... to be white.
1: Uh, he has to be heteronormative.
0: It, it's a very those are, again. Those are some very weird guidelines. Has to be Republican. oh yeah. He has to be Toby Maguire. No, um.
1: Bring back Toby. <laughs> we liked him. Exactly. Just get the cardboard cutout. It's the same thing. You don't have to pay it as much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or at all
1: um draft boy back
0: but but no they but i i don't think they'll exercise that considering they had to literally go crawling on their hands and knees to marvel and say how do you make movies about superheroes i see what you did there even if you didn't (laughs) yeah
1: crawling
0: on hands and knees you know
1: what i like we think i said this at comic con you know my favorite part about amazing spider-man other than like the credit sequence
0: um the times square sequence. i liked
1: when he crawled and looked creepy
0: yeah it looked like a spider it was, it was gross. cool
1: but it only happened once same thing with scarlet witch at the beginning of avengers she had that move where she like comes out of the dark and you're like yeah what the fuck you're like elizabeth olsen gross <laughs> <laughs> and then you get used to it yeah you know? no there's a she like there's a sequence where where'd her accent go like, <laughs> yeah you know, she like comes out and she's about to attack somebody then i think they turn around and she goes back into the shadows but it looks like a stop motion sequence it was really cool like and it looked scary but then they never did it again
0: oh they did because but then they cut it is out
1: inconsistent as fuck right and it's stupid
0: right just came out on dvd this week did it it did
1: the nine hour director's got come out
0: it's not coming out why? I don't know. I think that'd probably be the only world in which I'd want to watch that movie again, is if I could get to see all the shit that would have made that movie make sense.
1: Well, at least it's not filled with 70s-era sexism, let's be honest here. That's Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Sensitive Joss Whedon. Yes. Yeah. SJW.
0: Yeah. Age of Ultron, everybody. The movie that broke Joss Whedon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: But, but, neither here nor there. Um. Yeah, what else we got? Jessica Jones uh, has a new teaser. Yeah,
1: please explain to me what the fuck Jessica Jones is, because I don't know what who that (laughs)
0: is. (laughs) And it's I look
1: it up. It's like it's Power Man's wife. Yeah, that's what they're making a show about her. Yeah, they're also she's super person. (laughs) So um, and she's playing played by the girl from Breaking Bad, who I hate. Yeah, the one that only because I hated her character, but like. I just, I don't like her as a a person. person. Um, no, uh, I know... It's just like, people are so excited about it, and I don't get it. They're like, oh my god, Power Man's wife! I'm gonna come! I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's a secondary character. Like, not even a second, it's a tertiary character.
0: I think... At best. I think the thing behind it is... It's going on with
1: Marvel, Michael. I
0: think the thing behind it is that everyone is so excited because of what they did with Daredevil. That coming off the reins of that, the show has a lot to live up to simply because Daredevil set a Power very Man high standard.
1: Is Luke Cage correct? Yeah, correct? Did you know that that is where uh, Nicholas Cage took his name Cage from? Because he's a Coppola. I think we talked about this on an earlier episode.
0: I don't think I was a part of that episode.
1: Well, okay, because Nicholas Cage, he's, 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 I believe. He's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola So his name is Nicholas Coppola But he didn't want to be associated with his uncle Because, uh, you know high obviously, like, No, he was like I want to make really bad movies <laughs> um, um, No, he didn't
0: he, you he think said, Francis Ford Coppola like made that He's like, listen, you get into the movie business look, I'll get You got to you, change your name
1: I will get you an agent, but you gotta change your name He's like Okay, it's cool, my skull's on fire He's like, <laughs> Um, no, but he he was a fan of Power Man. He didn't want to be associated with his uncle because he wanted to have his own name, which is noble, I guess. Um, still exercised all of his fucking connections, I would imagine. But uh, he's not Nicholas Coppola, which is an ugly sounding name, anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh, no, but which I guess from what I understand, I didn't think they were doing it. But I guess um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist are still getting their own series. Iron Fist. Don't please don't make that motion.
1: You 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 can't just go in like that. You have to do the fingers first. Please. You have to make it into a cone.
0: Please don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um,
1: It's the technique.
0: No, and as as a character, I know nothing (laughs) about Jessica Jones. Um, but the synopsis of the show follows that uh, Jessica Jones is someone. Why
1: aren't they making a character a show about (laughs) Nicolas Cage? And I said that right.
0: They did. It was called uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. That's a movie.
1: I'm saying a series just about Nicolas Cage, set in the Marvel Universe. Has nothing to do with superheroes. I just want to see... Make a show about his agent. I like those <laughs> YouTube videos.
0: Yeah, um... Yeah, uh, yeah. That would be actually very entertaining. Just have... Have have an episode of Louie where Louis C.K. is just his acting agent. Yeah. That'd be fucking hilarious. It would. Um... But, but Jessica Jones, as I understand it, the synopsis follows that she is yeah, someone tell me what it's about. that has superpowers. Okay. But I guess something in her life went wrong, so she's now no longer a superhero. Oh. So she not interested. So she is instead now a private investigator.
1: With superpowers. With superpowers. So she's a superhero. Yeah. Essentially.
0: Essentially. But there's there's th- three teasers out for it at this point. And I, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I am very excited simply because it's coming off of Daredevil. It'll
1: be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Especially if it's not tonally uh, consistent with Daredevil. With Daredevil. No, I think it's going to be a it stark its own contrast. Own yeah.
0: It's also taking place, though, in Hell's Kitchen as well, which I imagine is a, it's not a very big neighborhood. So maybe we'll see Daredevil, know, like, like beat Daredevil. the piss. Yeah, exactly. We can see the start and end of it from this room. Um, we actually
1: can see the end of it from this room. Yeah. It ends on 34th Street. Um, ends with the big pope building
0: <laughs> the pope the pope mo building um no it, it'll be interesting to see that stark contrast to the tone that daredevil set it, this one's probably going to take place in the daytime as well so you know really interesting yeah maybe she'll bump into matt murdoch and not make a big deal maybe it, it <laughs> would be hilarious just to see like, like Matt literally Murdock.
1: bump into matt Murdock because he's blind
0: yeah and just be like oh sorry and he'd be like yeah it's okay
1: Hits her with a cane. She's about to walk into traffic. He's like, "Don't go." Yeah, so that happened to the Ben Affleck movie.
0: It did happen with Stanley. He saved Stanley's life. Mm-hmm. Stanley, uh, that
1: fuck he's literally Hitler.
0: <laughs> Single solitary tear shed for
1: Stanley. <laughs>
0: but um, but no. So that'll that'll be interesting to see.
1: <clears throat> yeah,
0: there's a comic con there's a panel at comic-con this year what day it's uh god it might be thursday considering of how much everything's happening on
1: for thursday so so if you
0: didn't get a four-day pass we can go fuck off
1: so what what time is the game of thrones panel that's the only thing i really want to see on thursday because like they're doing the comic book men but i guess if we go
0: hodor is having a concert at hard rock really you know he's a musician
1: he's a dj exactly dj hodor in the hodor
0: yeah, he's having a big thing at the Hard Rock. I saw a fucking Subway advertisement for it. Like, mean, there was a poster in the Subway.
1: Did it just, like, in I'd, a, I took a the million photo in point it. font, it just says, Hodor. Hodor says Hodor.
0: Uh, no, it, uh... All
1: hail King Hodor.
0: God, please have Hodor sit on the Iron Throne at one point. That would be the greatest thing on the planet. <laughs> um...
1: Hodor, first of his name, King of the Hodor's and the Hodor's. Yeah, here it is. Christian. Narn Narn. You
0: wanna know who I gave a tour to this of this building to uh, yesterday?
1: Brand Stark.
0: She, uh Miss Universe. Really? Which I didn't think was personally like a, she a big thing. Yeah, is I mean she I got
1: what? She fuck? She's what? She, does she fuck? I does she I, fuck, I imagine Michael? So. Does she fuck? Did she fuck you? That is the question. N- no. Did you touch her nipples? No,
0: I did not. Good,
1: because she probably didn't want you to. Yeah. And that would have been Awkward, morally yeah. reprehensible.
0: Yeah. Um, No, but... Um... Unless
1: you like played it off like you were keeping her out of traffic. <laughs> like, don't step into traffic. Pinch. And she's like, A, why'd you pinch my nipples? B, we're in a stairwell. <laughs>
0: Have you done that before?
1: Um, yeah, I not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um but no, I it was just a very awkward moment for me because I was literally finishing up the tour and there was a person who's like,
1: Oh my god, are you and she's like, Oh yeah. It's Miss Universe. Yeah.
0: And Is uh, ah, she hot? <laughs> I,
1: I have, she fought
0: I just went over this.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. You took a picture of her?
0: I took a picture with her. Because her, I guess her handler was there. And she's like, do you want a picture too? Because people were lining up to take photos with her. And I'm like, okay. That's
1: weird. What Was she, she was going to live here? Yeah. You know, there was a girl that was in my class at NYFA uh, very briefly before she left and did other things. Um, she was, I think she was like uh, one of the Miss Teen USAs.
0: Yeah, it's a program sp- sponsored by NIFA. Oh, okay. That's why she's here. She's actually, again, being sponsored by NYFA. Yeah. Yeah. But... Anyways, that's that's all the news I have. Do you have anything, anything else you want to comment on?
1: Um, no, no, not really. I'll think of something as soon as we turn this off. But uh, oh no, 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 done giving fucks about things.
0: <laughs> Did you ever start, honestly? No. Yeah, I didn't think so.
1: Um, but uh, Miss Universe. She fought. She didn't look that great. <laughs> she looked alright. Are you gonna run? Huh?
0: Are you gonna run for Miss Universe?
1: I might. All you need is like a one of those hacky sack hats. Apparently. <laughs> and uh, you just need to stand next to an Asian. That's everything that I know about her. <laughs> she has one of those things. She was Miss Universe. And she has taken a picture next to an Asian
0: probably with no no it was just the one okay alright she didn't
1: do that that was a special thing for you because he gave her the tour but she is super racist (laughs) (laughs) she's like Miss Universe except for Asia (laughs) Yeah, I, I met this. I met <laughs> it ain't this uh, part of my world.
0: Last week we had the uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show 40th anniversary yeah, conference.
1: That? I uh, wanted to go to that when I found out about it.
0: I did not go, um, but there was an Australian family in an elevator, uh, and I got into the elevator. This Australian family got oh, into the elevator. Why are
1: they wearing panties? And, and I,
0: yeah, and and this people people who were there for the uh, for the fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show convention was was there.
1: They weren't there for the Pope.
0: The, no, they weren't there for the Pope. Um, they, and you know, they, they started talking with this Australian family, of course, totally in character. Um, Are not you? telling them that it was a Rocky
1: Horror Picture Show. What do you mean in character?
0: Like, as, um, characters. Have
1: you see, from... ever seen the Rocky
0: Horror Picture Show? Yeah.
1: So then you would understand why I'm so <laughs> <avast> <laughs> confused. Yeah, alone. I've never seen it fully through. Um, we should go on Saturday They do it at the Bowtie Cinema in Chelsea. It's really fun.
0: But, um,. But yeah, not so of course, this fucking family was completely confused at the, the concept of cosplay. So they got off the elevator, and the dad of this Australian family looks at me and is like, So are you supposed to be Bruce Lee or something? And I'm like, no. Racist. Is, and, and I asked, like, is that is that racist? And then he was like, oh, of course not. We're Australian. We're in the middle of Asia. And then he got off the elevator.
1: A, bad at geography. <laughs> B, kind of racist. <laughs> yeah. So. And that sums up Australia, I think. <laughs> oh, we're right in the middle of Australia Asia <laughs> No, you're not really. <laughs> Oh, yes, we are No <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're right down there
0: oh, Listen, at least no
1: one shit in the stairwell. We We're a part of Asia oh, You're your own continent Ah, <laughs> oh, but it starts with an A <laughs> Well, that's correct
0: I suppose, yeah
1: Most continents do
0: And that's our show.
1: Get out of my house.